guys from podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's first question comes to us via at Sean Cord. Leo wants us to talk about the Luke Cage trailer that just dropped this week. Yeah. So, who's Luke Cage? <laughs> He's the hero for hire. Oh, is that actually what he is? Yeah. He's like a mercenary? Kind of? Kind of. In Harlem? Yep. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So... <laughs> And we're done. <laughs> uh, there's so many questions. So is he kind of like the anti-mob? So like it used to be you would pay the mob for protection. So basically that would mean that they would go and trash your store and then you would pay for the mob to stop people trashing your store. Right. Whereas now people are legitimately trashing people's stores and you pay Luke Cage to stop that from happening. Right. Huh. All right. Still seems like it's exploiting people. Maybe well, he's doing he, it for less of a cost. He won't also he will also do what's right without being paid, but he makes his right. living later on and depending on when you are in the timeline because he becomes a, an Avenger and all that sort of junk. He becomes an Avenger? Yeah. Huh, okay. So how do I not <laughs> All right. Has he always been black? Yeah. Cool. So it's always taken place in Harlem? Yeah. Very cool. It, okay. It was started in the 70s, uh, right around the time of black exploitation films. Oh. And so they were using... Comics were essentially using that genre to make a new hero, like a new African-American hero in a black exploitation style. I see. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, originally he was Power Man. Power Man. Yeah. Like, he would go by Power Man. Like, fight the Power Man. I, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to, trying to find a way in. Okay. He was Power Man, and then just Luke Cage, because he's Luke Cage. I did have a question, because they, as per usual, we've written down, I've written down a bunch of things that I want to talk about. Right. Otherwise, I'll probably forget it. At the end of the trailer, and we're kind of jumping all over at the beginning. Getting to the Of end, the podcast. Of the podcast. At the beginning of the podcast, you're jumping to the end of the trailer. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. They say, why don't you just tell us your name? Now, would you at least tell us your sure, name? Sure, right, 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 right. It's, it's well, very you, different. Yes, the way you yes. word it makes it sound like he's not doing it, whereas the way I just worded it, that's in the it's trailer. It's the media being like, "Hey, can you give us something? Give us, give us something." Yeah. So now it's very possible he turns around and gives them his name. He most likely will because okay. his name isn't. He's. It's not a secret identity. Okay. It's kind of hard to be the hero for hire, the symbol of like goodness in Harlem against sure. Cottonmouth. That's the name of the bad guy that oh. is with the king. Okay. <laughs> are s- Cottonmouth snakes? Yes. Okay. There's also, there are two Cottonmouths in Marvel. This is oh, one really? of them. Okay. And it's Cornelius, I think? Cornelius Cottonmouth and he's like a drug kingpin in Harlem. It sure seems that way. Before Luke Cage becomes the hero Luke Cage when he's just starting out because I this is going to be a prequel to Jessica Jones. Oh, I believe. interesting. Okay, because this is him getting his powers. Whereas in Jessica Jones, which Dave has totally seen, oh yeah, all whoops. ten episodes. <laughs> I like how you started. I'm just like, nope. Somebody just got himself in trouble for no good reason. Well. I think everybody in the podcast world knows how slow I am at watching these things, and so they're not surprised that I haven't seen Jessica Jones. But I was trying to be like, Netflix does typically like... 13 to 8? Yeah, and so I was just trying to split the difference. It's like, well, 
Narcos was ten episodes, and yep. Stranger Things was eight. So Narcos and Luke Cage coming out same month. By the way, oh, that's gonna be a busy month. Yes, it is. Okay, but seriously, and I've asked this already before we started recording. Where does everybody find time to watch all these things? I'm impressed that people can do it. Maybe because I'm I spend a lot of my evenings out, and we've talked about that. But like, yep, that is a lot of time commitment for really good things. Yes, <sighs> but it's and like, it's... I have to watch Jessica Jones and apparently Daredevil before Luke Cage comes out, or maybe not before, but before. Other things happen. Yeah. Because apparently it's all coming together just like everything else Marvel does. It's like we're going to set up a bunch of separate people and then put them all together. Yep. Which is cool, and I really dig that idea. It just means that's a lot of commitment for me in the meantime. Yeah. But, like, thankfully Daredevil has been out for two years? Evidently there's two seasons, so, so... that sounds about right. <laughs> The thing is, is a lot of people are like, oh man, Daredevil's out. So these two evenings, I'm going to watch half and half, and then I'm, I've got them all. Well, and that's exactly what I did with Stranger Things. The yes. last two nights, I binge-watched. I watched, I started watching, I was like, oh, that's pretty good, and then watched three episodes, and then last night, literally watched the other five episodes. Exactly. Because it was so good. And with Netflix stuff, that's what people do. It's like, okay, this came out, I'm going to watch half and half, or I'm, the next three nights, I'm going to watch three, three, and three, and I'll be done. Which makes sense, it's just... Game of Thrones is easier, because it's just like, as long as you keep up with it, it's like, there's one a week. Yeah. I'm now caught up. Are you? Yes. Well done. And I I do, feel, like, it's just, I need, I need that in. I need to to sit down and watch it, and watch it from, from the beginning, but also, because I'm sure I'm going to like Jessica Jones, but not knowing anything about Jessica Jones beyond what... I've told you. What you've told me and what I've read about. Yep. Like, I don't know the character or anything, so it's... It's harder for me to get into that because I don't... If, if there was an X-Men show on, on Netflix, right? I would probably watch that immediately. But I know so little about Jessica Jones. I'm like, I'm sure once I get going, I will love it. It's just a matter of getting that foot in the door. So that there's an X-Men series coming, but it's not like the pure line X-Men. It's like other X-Men. Oh, interesting. That is coming, but it's not Netflix, I don't think. I think it's Network. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So, wow, that's, uh... Well, you guys can all hear that massive bass from Whatever. seven floors down outside Sean's condo building. Yeah, that's uh, that's what all that was. Oh, that was that's why we just kind of stopped and there was this awkward pause, because I'm like, I wonder if yep, yep. they can hear yep, that. That's definitely being picked up. Good microphone. Yeah. Really sweet. Douchey driver, but, yeah. you know. Awesome. Anyway, uh, that's cool. I'll probably have to PBR that one because that sounds really. But I think part of it is is they're taking like Netflix is taking the ones that mainstream doesn't know, and they're giving them a like a more realistic, a grittier, a rated R version that before Be- Deadpool, yeah. movies weren't going to do because they can. Yeah, Netflix is in. They don't have to adhere to the same guidelines as as NBC or CBS. They're nope. not. Not even close. Yeah, so go for it, which is great. And so I, I probably, I will. I mean, Luke Cage looks awesome. It looks like a badass show. Yeah. So I will definitely check it out. And it's in the same style as Daredevil and Jessica oh, okay. Jones. Yeah. That's the sort of 
Because, like, you you were commenting that Rosario Dawson's in that. Mm-hmm. She's Night Nurse, who is in all of them. Because she's a major character in New York and Marvel. Oh, interesting. So she's in Daredevil. She's in Jessica okay. Jones. She'll be in when they do Iron Fist. All of that will... Okay. She will be there as a through line. Oh, well, that's good. I love Rosario Dawson. Well, then she's in every series. Excellent. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> um, I had another question. Oh, so... So... Jessica Jones is after this because this is kind of like the origin of where Luke Cage gets his powers. Is that it, what we it seems like it, we're yeah. assuming? Well, that's when the cottonmouth thing happens in the Luke Cage like timeline. Okay, I, they might also put a little bit of Danny Rand in there too, which is Iron Fist, right? Okay, because in the comics, when the black exploitation era kind of starts to end and the success of Power Man at the time, but Luke Cage was fading, they combined him they gave him a partnership to work in new york with danny rand with iron fist because martial arts films so right. it was the two of them together and then when both of those genres because bruce lee era and all that yeah. when both were kind of tailing off then they kind of disappeared and then came back later okay interesting uh-huh so so the guy who plays luke cage is in jessica, jessica jones, jones as luke cage as luke cage yes and he already is luke cage and knows what his powers are and has and accepted his powers because at the beginning of this, I mean, the first shot is is it looks like Rosario and and somebody else basically going to get run down by a car, right? And then like, I don't know if he jumps. I'm not exactly sure what happens there, but somehow the car basically stops. Yep, because it just rams into Luke Cage, right? Um, but kind of at the beginning of the trailer, he talks about how he didn't ask for this power and yeah, and the you know the the old guy who played. Um, uh, uh, Burrell from The Wire. Ah. Uh, have you seen The Wire yet? No. Okay. He plays the old... See, there you go. I know, right? Yeah. As long as it's ten years old, <laughs> you've got it covered. Uh, he plays the, the former police commissioner. Okay. Um, but he's kind of like... I don't know if he owns the if he owns the barbershop, but he's kind of like Luke Cage's... It seems like he ...father figure the... type thing. Or, you know, yeah. they always have that, that older guy in the neighborhood that they look up to and who kind of imparts his wisdom and that seems to be this guy right anyway he's saying you know I didn't I didn't ask for this and so he really at first he seems fairly reticent to want to use his powers right he just wants to be left alone I think he actually says that I just want to be left the hell alone and then the barbershop gets shot up yep and then you see those guys robbing the the, the, the Asian couple yeah the Chinese restaurant yeah yeah and that's kind of when he accepts what he's doing. So it definitely seems like this is before Jessica Jones. Right. So do we know how many seasons this is slated for? I have no idea. I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, you can run through this and then be like, okay, and once this ends, that's when Jessica Jones happens. It could be. It doesn't really particularly matter. They or they could, work in conjunction. They could end this Luke Kate. Well, there, as you haven't seen Jessica Jones, I can't really be like, well, no, because oh, this... Right. But they could end this Luke Cage with where he starts at yeah. the Jessica Jones part. Right, Which okay. would be really sad, but yes. Oh. Okay. I really should start watching Jessica Jones then. It's really good. <laughs> <sighs> you watched Stranger Things. I did. And you're, it... you're now not watching anything else. Yeah, there's not a whole bunch of other things I want to watch. But... Because you don't want to watch these ones no, too? No, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, no, and this one looks, and so this comes out September. September. So I have, oh god. Well, what do you? What's on Dave's list? Well, I was going to talk about it later, but 
Of watching stuff? Yeah. Well, that was... It's going to be... Uh, that was going to be my pitch. But ah, anyway. Okay, we, we can could get, save yeah. it for there, um, I guess. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I'll just come up with something else to say. Apparently, there's a really good documentary on Netflix called Last Chance You. Okay. And it's about like uh, college sports or college football and you know just the athletes and kind of what they go through there. Right. Uh, so that was – and it's also on Netflix. And so that's okay. what I was going to – because Netflix also does awesome documentaries. Yes, they do. And so I was going to start watching that because I now have Stranger Things off my list. How long is it? I don't know. Six episodes maybe. I'm hmm. sure it's not that much. So I'm sure I that, could probably do it. It's that's just like, like two days <laughs> and then <laughs> – Yes. But this podcast – so today – the, the day that this release is on the 12th. Yep. So that's like three weeks. Well, it's not going to come out the 1st of oh, September. Oh, I suppose not, yeah. They're just saying September. Okay. Although Narcos is going to be in there, too. Uh, and we know that I'll be watching Narcos as soon as it comes out. And that's the thing. Like, once I get hooked on these shows, then I'm like, okay, can't wait for season two of Narcos. Yeah. Which I just recently watched, so, you know, it's still pretty fresh in my mind. Season 2 of Stranger Things, whenever that is next year. Are probably. they doing a second season? 98% sure. I feel like they have to. It was so well received Yeah, that it would make sense. It's unfortunate that you're just a little bit late on the crest of the excitement. I know! In our niche, because it's just like, you're done it. I've been done it for a while. We could talk about it, but... I know. So I'm trying... I'm, I'm getting better, and it's yep. like... You know, it took me seven months to watch Narcos. It took me a couple weeks. A couple weeks to, to watch, watch Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. So we just really need to preemptive strike this and be like, "This is going to be the new hot thing, Dave." I've watched three episodes on Netflix. You need to start. Yeah, and then then I'll be all cut up, and then I won't sound like such a luddite. <laughs> That's really our goal here. By episode two hundred, you're going to have seen something I haven't. That's super popular, and it'll be amazing. Which is what, 2018? Something like that. I gotta <laughs> tell you, I don't see that happening. But I, I, I you know, it's good, good to have goals anyway. Yeah. Goals and dreams. Because mostly you are, you have your ear to the ground as far as what's going to be pretty popular. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to watch something before you. I do also work in media press. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, but I have to do like, here's the preview cycle for, and a lot of it is horror, but because sure. of horror, I hear about all of the other ones. Because totally. it's like, I follow the same things that announce... Fear the Walking Dead's next season, but they're also talking Luke Cage. They're also talking Stranger Things. Yeah. Also, so... Which, the Stranger Things was kind of horror. It was. We covered it extensively. I, I figured you probably would. Oh, yeah. It's... I mean... I guess this is the Luke Cage podcast, but... Yeah. It... The old podcast, we meandered everywhere. Yeah. So, we've done a pretty good job of maintaining focus, but, you know, here we are. I felt like it wasn't as scary as I was expecting it to be. There were some really scary moments, sure. which I really liked. But it was more, like you said before we started recording, you know, they're they're using all the old tropes from the 80s. Yep. And you have all those different characters, and, and like, they had the Ouija board on the wall, and, I mean, spoilers alert, I guess. It's a fairly minimal, minimal thing. But, yeah. And it's there for, like, two-thirds of the, of the series. Yeah. So, um, like... I didn't get as, as scared as I thought I would. Yeah, no. But it was still really good and yeah. still really fun. Huh. Yep. Disappointed that there were only eight episodes of that one. <laughs> Although, for binge-watching purposes, it's nice that it's a shortened season because then it's like, oh, God, I just want to get through. Oh, good, I'm on the last episode. Yeah. 
Exactly. So. They tell the story in the length of time that they need to tell the story. Exactly. There were no filler episodes in Stranger Things. No, there weren't. And that was the thing. I feel like it could only go eight episodes because beyond that, they kind of ran its course. Like, I I don't... You would have had to have really stretched the storyline out in order to get past eight episodes. Yeah. And that's the other nice thing about Netflix is they're not constrained by, you know, oh, well, this network has 13 episodes. It's like, we're Netflix. We want to do 11 episodes. We'll do 11 GD episodes. Yeah. How many do you need? Yeah. This is what you need to tell your story? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Do it. What The brothers, what are their... The, the Duffer. Duffer brothers. Have they done anything else? Um, not really. Good on them. Like, little things, sure. obviously. But nothing of this scale. What a great creation. Yeah. Well done, Duffer Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Um, okay, so he gets... He, he, what What are Luke Cage's superpowers, besides being bulletproof? Well, he has unbreakable skin. Oh, That's, that's okay. the key. So it's not just bulletproof. Like, when you see him getting punched by that dude... Oh my god, like, what a great shot. His skin doesn't give it all. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that guy's hand is broken. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell. Side note, did you see that French gymnast... Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's kind of what watching that hand punch the jaw looked like to me. Yeah, a little bit. Like, apparently that guy's kind of up and walking around or something. Like, he's okay, but damn. Which is good. Yeah. But, oof. Like, oof. Oh. Yeah, that's a rotator cuff. That's, his career's over. Uh, he also has superhuman strength. Yeah, you can kind of tell that. You can tell when he's tossing those dudes around one-handed. Yeah. Um, And he does have an accelerated healing factor. Not to Wolverine extent. okay. But he does heal. But with Unbreakable Skin, it's just... That's what I was going to say. But, like, I guess technically if he fell from somewhere, he could break his bones and stuff. Yeah, so it's he has accelerated healing still on top of being Unbreakable and super strong. Okay, now, do you know how he got these powers? He says he he says yes, something about but do you like. Do you want me to spoil that for you? Oh, no. Okay, that's fine. Will I come out in the show? Well, they have. Well, show, they're showing said, it in yeah. the show where they put him in the tank. In some tank, yeah. yeah. Okay, is he? I just assume he's like in the in the same sort of. Vein. He's imprisoned for a crime he didn't commit. There's heroin planted in his apartment. In the books, I don't know if yeah, they're going to okay. go that way, but in the books, like there's heroin planted in his apartment. So and he's arrested for it. Like the cops are tipped off. Oh. So he's set up for that. Sent to prison. Put in a program that does tests that gives him his powers. Interesting. Okay. So like, it's not really a spoiler if you know anything about Luke Cage. That's what it is. And. Sorry if you were upset, but that's why he's Luke Cage. I feel like most people who are listening to this are probably... Like, More if like they me. see Luke Cage, they'll be like, oh, they're going to talk about this thing that I know. Yeah. Versus there are probably more of you than there are of me being like, I don't know who this is, but I'm going to listen to it anyway. <laughs> is this black guy always black? <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> There's a bunch of people who really just want to hear us talk about Dunkirk, so they're just, like, getting through. It's like, Get to ah! the war movie. <laughs> That is coming. Yep. Spoilers for the second half of the episode, which is also in the title. Yeah. So. it's it's The title is going to be Luke Cage reacting to the Dunkirk trailer. Yeah. So, and I'm going to try and find out, like, a comic image of Luke Cage being, like, thoughtful. I should be able to. Amazing. That sounds terrific. Uh, okay, well, that. So that, that will be his rough origin story. It's like, people leave him alone. Somebody gets upset. I don't want to in case they switch characters around or 
don't want to fill in all of the detail. So he gets set up, sent to prison, get in, put into this program. Okay, gets these superpowers. Okay, great. That's that's because he he says something about like I was put into a tank like an exotic fish. So yeah. I I imagine to me, just kind of based on what I saw there, it was not unlike um, uh, Deadpool. Yep, where like he's kind of tested against his own will. And as a result, well, well Deadpool, Deadpool signs up for it. Yeah. Whereas Luke Cage definitely does not. Sure, but Deadpool, like, he he signed up for Didn't, under the guise of this is helping him beat cancer. Beat cancer, not yeah. they're gonna do crazy experiments on him. Right. Um. But yeah, it's but at the end, like, there's something that goes wrong, and all of a sudden he's got superpowers, which is you know yeah. it's the same as um well, V when if... he comes out, like, just through great tragedy comes superhero right sort of thing i don't think that it's a mistake that he gets powers i think the pro like the program is trying different serums to maybe replicate what captain america had because that serum's lost oh interesting so they're trying okay. different things government programs and secret programs and hydra and like depending right. on what it is it could be aim Meh. but so they're trying to they're they are cognizant of what they're doing they're trying to do stuff yeah. i see but this I'm sure there's a tragedy that wanted. comes out of it, or like a catastrophe that comes out of it, and as a result, you have Luke Cage, yeah. okay, this big badass. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Cottonmouth looks. He doesn't look that tough when you see him. But are drug kingpins ever that tough on their no, own? No, not really. They usually they're have just, muscle. They're ruthless. Yeah. They just don't give a crap, and they yeah. just they order around their henchmen, and I get that. But then there's that one scene where, like, the music is playing, and he, I think it's him who's beaten that person. Yeah. And, like, kind of to the rhythm of the drums. Yep. Which Damn. is a great shot. It's a great shot. There's a few great shots with him. And he stands up, and he's all kind of, like, cottonmouth speckly with yeah. blood. Yeah. It's, like... I also appreciated the Biggie painting behind him. Okay, that is Biggie, right? Yeah. Okay. I actually wrote that, because it says, you know, everybody wants to be the king, and he's standing there with the crown... Yeah, and there's a shot slightly later on where he's where to the you kind of see and half it, the face, and yeah. that's what I was like, "Is that Biggie?" Yeah, which is because they have to modernize it, right? They're not going to do it '70s, sure, because he, Luke Cage is already in Jessica Jones, so you can't be like, "Oh, by the way, he's also immortal." Well, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, even in the in the the rest of the the, I mean, they have modern nine millimeters, yeah. and like there are very like obviously it's a very modern time. Yeah, um, but I love that. He's got a painting of Biggie in his den? lair, den, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And that shot where, it, like, the shot where it's him and it, everybody wants to be the king, that's so well framed. Yep. That is very, very cool. It's and perfect the, for a trailer. It it's really per- is. Because you set him up as this kingpin trying to be kingpin sort yeah. of dude in yeah. his area as opposed to kingpin who's over in Hell's Kitchen. That's yeah, a, that's a daredevil bad guy, and one of the biggest bad guys in Marvel, and because he also fights Spider Man and s- stuff. Okay, so you have Cottonmouth, who is trying to be a kingpin, but you have kingpin who is a drug kingpin in Harlem, right? Whereas kingpin is kind of a crime guy, but like a real estate developer slash trying to remold Hell's Kitchen into uh-huh. his image of Hell's Kitchen. But he's also huge. Like, big? Huge. Oh. And he fights Daredevil. Is he in the Daredevil show? Yes. In the, in the, in the Marvel? Or yes, in the, he is. the Netflix? Okay. Both Marvel and their Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix. No, sorry. Yeah. I meant, like, obviously it's both. But, like, 
It's Vincent D'Onofrio. What? Yeah. That's amazing! And he's fantastic as Kingpin. I haven't seen much where Vincent D'Onofrio isn't fantastic. Very fair. But him as Kingpin is spectacular. Well, because he's so... He's so menacing. Yep. Like, you see him... Well, he was in, like, Law & Order or one of those shows that had five or six different incarnations. Like, yeah. he wasn't in CSI, but it was one of those, like, he might have been in special SVU or but, whatever. Um, sure. Whatever show he was in where he played a cop, he was kind of menacing, but not overly. Yeah. But you see Vincent D'Onofrio in, like, Full Metal Jacket yep. when he goes crazy. Yeah. Like, dude. And as the big alien in the first Men in Black, I mean, he's not so much menacing as he is comical, but yeah. he is a big dude. He's perfect for somebody who's got to be playing a big dude. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> a big dude is perfect to play a big dude. This is Dave Logic today. Yeah, it's working. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's working. Uh... I mean, I would say he's perfect for Kingpin, but I have no idea who Kingpin is yet. So, right, I can't be, I can't opine on that and be like, of course, of course, that's the perfect person to play him. This character that I heard about two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So Cottonmouth is trying to be like the drug lord of Harlem. Okay, run Harlem. Yeah, basically. and I feel like he's doing a pretty good job. Like he's, I wouldn't mess around with him. If they follow the comic line, Cottonmouth is established as the Kingpin okay. of Harlem before. Like, Luke Cage comes in and rattles cages, basically. Nice. You're welcome. I like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you like the Mike Snow song? Is that what that was? At the second one, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I mean, we've talked about music in the last couple tra- trailer reactions, and how can yeah. we not talk about it here? It's just... And that's... I feel like that's part of the art of making a trailer. It is. Is finding that right music and it, this was I didn't know that was Mike Snow but it's yeah. perfect it's yeah. very well used and it's nice and it's subtle enough and it's not as prevalent as in some of the other trailers that we've seen yeah well it's split between two different songs mm. as mm-hmm. well because there's one earlier and then after Luke Cage like steps up to be Luke Cage then it's the Mike Snow song which makes perfect sense in a, in a and we've talked about like we were talking about in, Kong Skull Island yeah exactly you know yeah. if you had a CCR song or something before, and then the drums once the, the the helicopter crashed. Right. That's basically what they did in this, is they have that, you know, the the setting up the, the mood and kind of seeing the beginning of his character arc at the beginning. Yep. And then he's like, now I'm Luke Cage, boom, Mike Snow. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, okay, question. Sure. We have established that he's got Unbreakable skin. Yes. And there's the one scene where the the lady's yelling, talking to him, saying, you may be bulletproof, but the rest of Harlem is not. Right. And then we see him rip a car door off, which is really badass. Yep. And then, like, use it as a batting ram to get through a, a, a door. Also a Captain America reference. Oh, is it? Yeah. First film from five years ago. I have seen that movie. I just... Okay, don't a- remember the after reference. Steve Rogers gets his powers and he's like, there's that shootout kind of at the docks and yeah. he's going to save the kid, he rips that car door off oh, yeah. and uses that as a shield. And they're like, well, you fight with the shield. How about this vibranium one? Okay, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now... Tying it back into the member they're trying to do serums and that sort of thing. Yeah, totally. Nicely done. So is... But my question is, if he's bulletproof... Right. 
By the way, like watching his watching him walk as his hoodie is getting all riddled with bullets, and like he's just <laughs> that walking. like M two or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, super cool, very very, and like the guy shooting through the like it looks like in prison bars or something like that. I'm like, that's a cool scene. Why does he need the car door? Uh, get through the door easier, I suppose, or like maybe. The thing that I'm wondering is, does he use that as his weapon and throws it at the guys who are shooting him? That's my guess, but it's just like... And crushes them with him a little bit. Also, Cardor might reduce the ricochet of bullets some. Oh, that Because they're just kind of thumping off of them, right? Yeah, I do remember, I think it was Mad Magazine. I remember reading a a Mad Magazine where Superman was there and it's like, he jumps there and everybody's shooting at him and he... The, bo- the bullets are ricocheting off him and he stands there laughing and then he looks around and there's a bunch of dead people in Metropolis because bullets have to go somewhere. Yes. Yeah. So... That could be why he grabs the okay. car door. Or it's just, yeah, I'm going to use this as a battering ram to get through that door easier okay. and squish some dudes with it. It just seemed like... Which is fine. And it was a really cool scene. It just... I was like, you just talked about how he's bulletproof but now he's using this door to... Act as a shield, even yeah. though it's not really because the bullets are riddling. I, so it that's was kind of the thing. I think it's more battering ram because okay. all he really does, like he has his fists. That's what he uses. Sometimes a chain and that right. sort of stuff. But yeah. it's just like it's not. He's not a dude that's got like knives or anything like that. He's so, just a tough dude. Yeah, and just beats the hell out of people. Pretty much. Nice. Yeah. Okay. This seems like a show that I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. And then because it is a prequel, you could watch this first. If you like it, then Then watch watch Jessica Jessica Jones. Jones. Because I've already got that character. It's like, I know this character. I've watched his origin story. Right. Now I get to see him and Jessica Jones. That's cool. Is she, is, are they making the second season of that? I would assume probably. Or they're waiting for Defenders when they're all combining together. Right. Which is basically like another version of the Avengers. But only on street level New York. They deal with street-level problems. Oh! Because none of them are... Like, Luke Cage is probably the most superhero-y. Jessica Jones is as well. But, like, Daredevil's just got heightened senses and is a good fighter. Right. right? Danny Rand, he's a martial artist. Right. He's got some some power to him. So they're just tough people. Like, they're not... You know, it's not like Iron Man who has a flying suit and it's not... Yeah, okay. It's not... Like, they're not going to space to fight Thanos in Infinity War. Right. They might. Because everyone's in Infinity War, usually. But that's... Thanos, that's Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, That's all of them. That's the purple dude. But he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, He was in Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. Not the guy that they end up... That was was Ronan. Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, Thanos is the guy that that he's talking to, like the floating head. Well, he was actually in the chair. Oh, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. He's a big dude. Yes. No wonder everybody has to go fight him. Right. Okay. He also gets the gauntlet and that... What's which one is that? The end of the Gauntlet, Age of Ultron, maybe. Oh, maybe. Well, because that's what they're building to is Infinity War when he gets the Infinity Gauntlet, which has like the stone off of Loki's staff and all of that. When you combine all of them, you control reality. That's what he's oh. trying to do is to control the universe, and then everybody has to try and stop it. That's the Infinity. so that's the the Infinity Stone that the Guardians of the Galaxy right they found that rescue. stone yes. That goes into the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Thanos is trying to combine them. Wow! They've been building to this the whole time. (laughs) That's incredible! Like, as a a muggle who never reads comic books and has no idea what the hell is happening, I just assumed it was like, comic book here, comic book there, okay, we got Iron Man, we got this and this and this and this and this. That's... No, they're badass. Everything is built toward 
like Avengers are building towards, Guardians is going to build towards Infinity War. Cool. Or whatever they end up calling okay. it. Okay. But it'll be the Infinity War. Gotcha. But we th- these four that we've talked about, Jessica Jones and Daredevil and... Uh, and Iron Fist, Iron and, Fist Luke Cage. and Luke Cage might not be might may or may not be there. Yeah, well, if if you're fighting in space, they're not like they're not Daredevil's built to fight not in really space. built to yeah. do that. Yeah, none of them seem. I mean, like Luke Cage could get him a spacesuit. Sure, he's indestructible. So yeah, yeah, interesting. But I just dig the idea that they're basically kind of like the Avengers of New York. Yep, they're there for like street crime. Yeah, kind of. I dig that. So. And so do we know, so the Defenders is something that is going to happen, because you... Oh, yeah. The new Defender, like... Yeah, when that came up in the trailer, yeah. that is, like, yeah, that's tying into the Defenders, which is a series crossing all four of these heroes over. Right, which is very cool. Netflix is going to do... So and, it is Netflix. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and that's the other thing, is so you've got Marvel, Netflix, and then you've got Marvel movies. Yeah. So it's, like... You could have the crossover of the two if you really wanted, but technically Marvel on ABC as well with Agents of Shield. Right. Okay. But I, th- I'm just thinking as far as the the two big like, you've got your Avengers and then you've got the Defenders. So you've got the right. two different platforms on which you've got these two different. I guess you could have the Defenders and the Avengers crossover if you wanted to, but easy. Yeah. Everything's but, in New York. Yeah. Just. You what? could also keep them separate, and you don't need to worry about it. And I don't think anybody would be devastated if you had. You know, you've got everything gearing up towards the Infinity Wars in your movie side, but you have also this separate entity, which is... The Defenders having the Defenders. to deal with something. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Huh. What an educational day. <laughs> I wish I could, like, license the the more you know sound for right da, here. Da, da, da. Yeah. Everybody just picture a big animated star flashing across your eyelids or something. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about the Luke Cage trailer? I don't think so. It is definitely not the Mortal Kombat that I assume. Cause is Johnny ah. Cage part of Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Yeah. And Luke Kang? Yeah. Yeah. And so when I when you're like, the Luke Cage trailer drops, is like, cool! Is that I legitimately thought that it had something to do with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so I was like, I, okay. Nope. Nifty. Nope. This is way cooler. Yeah. Gonna watch it? Absolutely. Think you'll watch this one first? Maybe? Um, I don't know. I've got a couple weeks. I might try getting into Jessica Jones just because it did come out first. Just to kind of get an idea of the character. The firstest is Daredevil. Daredevil, then Jessica Jones. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But he comes into Jessica... Oh, is he in Daredevil at all? Uh, not as far as I've gotten. Oh, okay. They haven't really crossed those over yet. Okay, so maybe I'll, like, I might still start with Jessica Jones, although I heard that Daredevil is spectacular. That's pretty good. I don't know. I'll probably end up watching all of them. <laughs> maybe I'll start with, maybe I'll watch one episode of each, see which one intrigues me more, and then maybe go down that route. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, I will definitely check this one out, because it looks badass. Yeah. I don't think I need to answer, but I will, I obviously. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. So, our second trailer reaction is brought to you by corn. You probably hadn't thought about corn yet today, but you should be. You should be. Everything has corn in it. Everything is corn. Why aren't you having corn right now? You're listening to me right now using corn. Eat corn. Buy corn. Live corn. Corn. And we're back. Today's second question comes to us via at Sean Cord, 
Andrew wants us to talk about our reaction to the Dunkirk teaser. This is really nice of Andrew. Yeah. I think because it's a completely different movie for us to be putting a reaction to. I think part of it, and I said this while we were watching the trailer, I do think part of it might be because this is what Christopher Nolan is doing next. Which makes perfect sense. I mean, there's more cachet to the name Christopher Nolan than there is to Dunkirk. Yeah. I mean... I'm not as much of a world war of a historian as you. Like right. I love history and I love particularly medi- uh, military history. Right. But I don't know a lot about Dunkirk. Okay. I don't know like it is not one of the it's not one of the stories we are taught as often as I mean, as Canadians, as Vimy Ridge or the Somme or anything like that. But even yeah. as, like, the Battle of the Bulge or, like, the the war in Moscow. Like, this is one that I am less familiar with. Right. And so I'm interested to see this, but I also feel like I'm going to need to do some more research before we actually see the movie. Okay. Just because I want to know more about this battle, I guess. Yeah. What can you... Cole's notes? Is there, like, a, a Cole's notes version that... Like, not just for me, but, like, legitimately, I feel like in this situation, our listeners may not know as much as... Right. As somebody who's got a... who's going for a double degree yeah, with exactly. history and European history mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, quickest version possible without... Because I... Some of the stories will probably be tied into the movie, so I think there will be that kind of allure to yeah. not knowing everything. Yeah, for sure. So this is very early in World War II. This is after the Nazis have smashed through the Maginot Line right. and pushed through the Ardennes. Because imagine that, that wall that leads up to that forest where trees are six feet apart isn't going to stop tanks. Who Shocking. Knew? Yeah. Tanks that can just bowl down anything in their path. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Odd. Imagine that. So strange. Anyway, I get why they were thinking that and how it was going to work, but fine. Yeah. Um, so the Nazis have been pushing and pushing and pushing, and they are pushing the like the British Expeditionary Force and the French back to the coast, and they're trying to wipe them off of continental sure. Europe. So they basically ha- are forced to make a stand, and by they I mean the Allies, mm-hmm. are forced to make a stand at Dunkirk, which is very close to Britain. Right. Um, for people who aren't familiar with where it is, it's very close to the Belgium border. It's right, in, kind of on the, the northern, northern end of France there, yeah. yeah. So there's a, it's very quick to get, as far as quick can be in the 40s, 40, 40, yeah. I guess. 40, 40. Yeah. Yeah. In the Perfect. year 4040, when Dunkirk is... <laughs> well, like I showed you in the map, yeah. there is a segment of the battle called Hoth, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing. It is really fun. Anyway, so what basically happens is survival is victory is one of the things that's in that teaser. And yeah. what it was was Britain trying to save as many of these men who are trapped in Dunkirk, essentially on the beach between the German Sea, the Channel and the Nazis approaching. So there's all of these men trapped on the beach. So this is where Merchant Marine and anyone with a fishing boat in England and everyone who could spare a ship goes to Dunkirk and gets soldiers and takes them back while the Allies have to maintain a line to prevent that. If that line breaks, all of these will either be POWs or killed by the Nazis. That's essentially a Cliff Notes short version of the Dunkirk battle. So this is one of the, this is a, 
I don't want to call it a defeat because it's in a sense survival is victory for the allies. Right. But this is one of like this is a small ray of hope in what has been a very crushing advance Two years. of the Nazi of the Nazis. Right. Two years is a bit of a stretch. Well, sorry, I just mean like 39 to 41. Oh, no, it's 40. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so when did Pearl Harbor happen? That was 41? December 7th, 1941. Okay, that's what I thought. I I knew it was December 7th. I just couldn't remember. I thought it was 41. It's a date that you live in infamy. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Now... So yeah, this is a this happens roughly like easily a full year before the Americans join. So this is what I find really cool about this is Christopher Nolan. He's American, right? British. Oh, is he? I think. Oh, that makes way more sense. He just does a lot of stuff in the states, or like because he's as good as he is. Yeah, he's from London. Okay, well that makes way more sense as to why he's doing that. Because I was going to say if he was American and doing a story that took place before the Americans. This even is, join the war? This is largely a Commonwealth story. This okay. is a Britain, Canada, Australia kind of story. And I really dig that because so often, and nothing against American-made movies about World War II, but they are often about Americans and about yep how the war went once America... And, I mean, granted, without those Allied soldiers, without those, without the, those American soldiers, we would have had a rough go. Yeah. But... Not all the war was fought with the states, and not all the battles were won by the U.S. World War II did not start in 1942. No, exactly. And so... But there's so many great stories, and those are uplifting and patriotic mm -hmm. and happier stories Mm -hmm. that you can do of, like, Big Red One and all of the, like, the 101st Airborne. Yeah. Those stories, I, I suppose Market Garden's not all that exciting, but... But as a general rule, like, anything in Band of Brothers and that 101st Airborne, like, they had a lot of victories, and they did really well. Because it's the push back, and it's winning a very terrible war, whereas from 1939 to 1941, it's not looking great for the Allies. No. Like, that's the blitz. That's when it's like, is Hitler going to invade England or Russia? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's... A tumultuous time, to say the least. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's interesting, and Christopher Nolan does bleak and dreary so well. He does. That this is a perfect story for him to do. Yep. So I'm really I'm really interested to see this, because it's another war movie, but kind of a different take on... It is. ...on a war movie. And it's still... Like I said, it is a ray of hope in a very dark time for sure. the Allied side. Because yeah. they do manage to save... Unfortunately, not everyone, but they do manage to save a lot of people mm-hmm. on the beaches. But they're basically, in succeeding to get back to Britain, they have... What's the word I'm looking for? Seeded, I guess? Oh, right, okay. Continental Europe to the Nazis. Like, right. The Nazis now hold France. There is nobody left other yeah. than the resistances. Mm-hmm. God bless the resistance. Yeah. I mean... I know that France typically has a fairly surrendery sort of reputation. Surrendery being a real word that I just invented. Sure. Uh, they have a reputation of surrendering, which is not necessarily true. No, I mean, it's not true. <laughs> the Maginot Line was fated at the beginning. It, it was, was a poor It was plan. an ill-conceived idea. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, that wasn't just the French soldiers. Like that was the Allies. That was well. I mean, the Maginot Line was, I think, more French. But like that was the French, yeah. But the pushback and all the way to Dunkirk. That wasn't just the French. That was Allies. Yeah. And so it wasn't just the French who, quote unquote, gave up France. But you had these people who lived in France who just weren't going to go down fighting without a fight. Yep. They weren't going to go down easily. And I was like, that, I I admire that. Like, I think about, God forbid, we should be occupied by an enemy. Right. And what I would do. Would I resist? Would I just roll over? Like, it's just... <laughs> go north and wait for them to get cold. The Russian plan. <laughs> We're basically big enough that we could try it. That is true. Just send everybody up to Grand Prairie. Keep going north. Yeah. They'll get cold. (laughs) Then their supply lines are stretched. Mm -hmm. Then you attack the supply lines. It's the same strategy that Russia uses every time someone's stupid enough to invade Russia. Well, that's like... Burn everything as you go back. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It And especially, Russia is as, you know, it's, that's exactly it, it's... You have the size to do that. Yep. Just go until it gets cold. France does not. No. No. No, you've got the the channel and the... What is that? The What sea is that to the west of them? North and west. There's there's the German sea. There's yeah. the English channel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, right, because they have Portugal right right west of... Or Spain. 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 Portugal, Portugal is completely surrounded by Spain. Right. And Surrounded ocean. by Spain? And oh, okay. There's ocean, and then it's... Then three. it's Spain, and then France is right there. Okay, okay, right, right, right. But... I'd like to point out to our listeners that Dave just made a hand map of Europe. I did. <laughs> Portugal, what? Spain, They're here, France, right? Belgium, no, no, no. Germany, yeah. yeah. Honestly, and... Netherlands. They're in there. Don't forget yeah. the Netherlands <laughs> in your hand map. I don't mean to forget the Netherlands. Sorry if we have any listeners in Amsterdam right now. Yeah. You guys are just as important as Bruges. There you go. Totally. Um, God, and, like, that's all from social studies class. Hmm. Learning about World War One and, like, learning about Germany invading France through Belgium and coming up and then down through, and it's just like... Yep. Which they'll totally never do again. So let's build the Maginot Line. <laughs> really? Ugh. <laughs> Uh, this is kind of what we expected was going to happen in this this part of the podcast was because that teaser was literally like a minute and six minute seconds seven. long. Yep. There's not a lot that we can talk about, and we will get to it, but we figured we'd talk about Christopher Nolan and the war and, you know, just war movies in general for a yep. little bit, too, so. Well, and this comes out on the 12th, so wouldn't VJ Day be five days from now? Ish? Is it? I can't remember. It's soon. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know when. I. Oh, I guess so because what is the sixth? Was the first bomb drop? Mm, I don't know that side of the war as well as I know Europe. But it was. It was but August yeah. something. It was the first. Yep. It was before my birthday. Yeah. Obviously, years before my. But like in as far as <laughs> August goes, the anniversary is before my birthday in August. So I want to say it's like the fourth and the sixth, or the sixth and the eighth. Is when they dropped the two bombs, and then official surrender took a little bit longer, just but, because. But it was yeah, so it would have been in August. So yeah, so is it coming out this month? What? Oh no, Dunkirk. No, it's next summer. Next summer, right? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. If we were just hearing about it now, none. Okay, it's July something, July seventeenth, July nineteenth, something like that, twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. No, we'll get a full trailer, maybe to react to. 
oh, before man. now. Yeah, I feel like that... Well, if people like this one... Yeah. And they really want us to talk about... A trailer where stuff actually happens as yeah. opposed to imagery and clock ticking. Yeah. So... It was an insistent clock, though. It like, that's, was. That's a loud clock. You're like, man. And that's... Nervy. I, I can't remember if it's... You hear the ticking of the clock first, and then you see the weird sea foam, or if it's the other way around. Where it's, it's together. Like, yeah, okay. It's just, so it's like, boom, tick, 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 and, like, the waves, you know, just like the... And it's not even waves crashing. It's just the the shore lapping up on the, on the sand. Well, there's not even water in that first one. It's just the oh, foam just blowing the foam, on yeah. the sand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's that weird sea foam that you get from just... In the north, apparently. Yeah. We're just going to preface this by the fact that... For those of you who don't know where we are, we live in a prairie province in Mount... Like, we're an hour away from mountains. We are landlocked, like... So, we're gonna make a reference to some sort of levee thing. We're just gonna throw a bunch of names out. And, like, sea foam? I I don't know. I've seen an ocean a few times. Yeah, I've seen foam at the water's edge before. Yes. Not like that. No. But I've seen foam, and I'm like, oh, that's... A thing? I've also never seen, like, the North Sea and stuff. No, that so, was really cold. Yeah. Like, I love swimming, and I've been to I've been to some pretty sweet spots along the Pacific Ocean. And I've been to the Atlantic... I've never swam in the Atlantic Ocean, but I've been on the East Coast. Right. In Boston and New York, where they have the Atlantic Ocean. But, like, that looks miserable. Yes, it does. It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I, I expect that it would be kind of like that year-round. I'm sure that... There are probably days, like, on the Atlantic where you could go in the water and, you know, you get sunny days, but... Yeah, where it's warm enough that you could go in the water to cool down immediately and then have to come out. Because, like, there's beaches in Britain. Yeah, exactly. Right? But like, I just... And stuff. I just feel like you wouldn't want to spend a lot of time there. And I expect that because it's the Atlantic, I just assume that it's rougher and and not quite as temperate, I guess, as the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that's fair. And I know it's the either the the English Channel or the Norse or the the German Sea. You said that's what I call it, but right. yeah. But it's still like it's on that side, and I just uh, it just looks unappealing. Well, that's summer too, spring, right? No, like Dunkirk happens in May. Yeah, right. So if that hmm, May to June, that doesn't look pleasant at all. No, for May to June. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to the swimming in a minute, but we got the sea foam, and then the next shot. Oh, it's Christopher Nolan. So it's like, Seafoam, and then Christopher Nolan. It's like, okay, yeah, well, we know this is happening. Right. That's cool. It's Christopher Nolan. I'm really pumped. I love his movies. Well, and you need that because they're not... War movies especially, it's going to be an ensemble cast. Yeah. Like, we'll go through the cast later. Do you know the cast? Not at all. Perfect. So that'll be be the Dave surprise. Great. With everybody else who hasn't looked it up yet. Mm. But it's always going to be an ensemble film, so you couldn't sell it on, like, hey, here's the main lead. Well, there might be six. It's not like Saving Private Ryan, where it's Tom Hanks plus people in Saving Private Ryan. Despite yeah. the fact that that was Steven Spielberg, you could sell that movie based on it being Steven Spielberg. You but could. if it was the the Duffer brothers who did Saving Private Ryan, right? these people that nobody's heard about, but it's like Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan... Oh. Well, you can't sell Stranger Things as the Duffer Brothers presents Stranger Things. The way they were able to do it is Winona Ryder. Yeah. It's like, here's our biggest star. Yeah. And we're also doing a bunch of kids, and here's yeah. some other people you'll recognize. And Matthew Modine, who and does Matthew a great Modine. Ted Danson impression. 
I would argue that Matthew Modine did a better job than Ted Danson could have, because Ted Danson kind of just plays Ted Danson. Oh, no, I'm not talking about acting-wise. He did a great job in this. I'm talking about, like, he looks like Ted Danson now. Like, the the the, the It's the shock of hair. hair. It's yeah. the hair, I think. Abs- it's absolutely the hair. Because you look at Ted Danson, post-Cheers, post-Becker even, I think, and he had just, like, this mane of white hair. Yeah. I'm like, what happened to Matthew Modine? He looks great, and he was phenomenal. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, you need to have Christopher Nolan. It's like shot, and then this is by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Because so that's going to sell it. Because that's going to sell it. And then you have a, another beach shot, so it's probably just like pulling out because there's still that foam yep. up on the beach. But then you have uh, the equipment crates and, like, stuff off in the distance smoking. Like, it looks like, some, you know, something's yeah. gone off or, like, a pillbox has been exploded or something. I don't know. It's not Normandy, so it's not... Well, and the pillboxes, I don't know, would have been in yet. Right. But whatever... Because I don't know that France is thinking about being invaded by England. That's the only reason they would have a pillbox Totally. Right? Which makes sense. But, like, whatever that is off in the distance, we can't tell. It's just billowing black smoke. Yeah. I was like, okay. And then it comes up with Nolan's credits. Yeah. So we start rolling through, like, director of the Dark Knight trilogy... And Inception and Interstellar. Interstellar. And it's like, okay, for anybody who, you know, my dad does not necessarily immediately know who Christopher Nolan is. He doesn't recognize names. Right. He, you know, he 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 knows what movies he likes, but he's like, if I said, hey, have you seen previews for that new Christopher Nolan movie? He'd be like, I don't know who that is. Right. But if you said, Christopher Nolan is a guy who directed the Dark Knight trilogy and Interstellar and uh, Inception, Inception and Memento. Memento and... and um, what was the one with Robin Williams? Um, oh, Insomnia. Insomnia. Yeah. My dad might have seen one of those. Yeah. Yeah. But, and he'd be like, oh, I love that movie. Right. So for people who don't immediately recognize the name, yep. titles come up. Perfect. People okay, who don't so it's do a react war movie. Trailers. Exactly. <laughs> it's a war movie directed by the guy who directed The Dark Knight. Right. Or Batman Begins. Brilliant. That sounds terrific. Okay. Right. I can, I can get behind that. And then... <laughs> You see the soldiers standing on this water wall breaker levee dike thing. We're not sure what to call it. Like we said, landlocked country behind a bunch of mountains. Yeah, there's a big brick walkway in the middle of the ocean or the middle of this water, and there's a bunch of people standing on it. Yep. Whatever you guys want. If somebody has seen the trailer and can tell us what you would officially call that, yeah, let us know. Yeah. So you've got these guys standing there, and then you've got. A bunch of rifles just leaning up against... Because that wall kind of turns 90 degrees. Right. It almost looks like, yeah, like a walkway or something. Yep. Um, And so you've got the soldiers kind of down the main, but then right across the bottom of the screen are just a bunch of rifles standing up with their butts on the ground and their their barrels pointing up. It's just like, they're ready. They're... Due to weight, they abandoned most of their equipment. Oh. Do you carry the guns and the ammunition boxes in your field kit, or do you bring two more people? Makes perfect sense. So... Yeah. A lot of equipment was abandoned at Dunkirk. Oh. So that... It, yeah, maybe they're ready, but that might also just be... Nah, put your rifle here, go down the levee. hmm Is that... Were those soldiers basically waiting to get rescued? I'm assuming. Oh, that makes perfect sense. So they're just standing there, like, whatever ships are coming to pick them up. Yep. And there's just soldiers at the front, and then once those guys get picked up, everybody moves up, and you just wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. It might be. Oh, could you imagine? No. (laughs) No, I could not. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. 
Um, so then it's yeah, we got the soldiers, and then oh, thank you. Uh, we wrote down notes because we're doing that now with trailer reacts. We are getting so professional at yeah. this; it's incredible. 128 episodes in, starting to put some work into mm-hmm. it. Yep, <laughs> it was a matter of time. Yep. Uh, so then you get. It kind of goes back and forth, and I'm going to go through the entire... So it's like, at the point of crisis, then you have a scene. Right. At the point of annihilation, then you have a scene. Survival is victory. Right. What a... Like, that is so telling. It's such a... It says so little, but says so much all at the same time. And if you know anything about Dunkirk, that makes a ton of sense. Right. Yeah. So, at the point of crisis, and then you have the guy taking off his gear, like his his field kit. Yeah. Well, because it looks like he's dropping canteen yeah. and binoculars and just, just kind that of sort of stuff. Anything that's going to weigh him down because he's walking to the water. Yep. And it looks like he's considering swimming. Yeah. Or he might be swimming toward a boat. Sure. It might be one of the non... Like, because there will be boats that cannot land and cannot get into the port side of it. Right. Which yeah. we kind of come to a little bit later where mm-hmm. there's the open water versus the calmer water where yeah. you can load. But some boats are just... Are literally fishing boats, so you have to get to them. Yeah. And so I don't know if this what this guy's thinking, and maybe it comes out in the movie, but it yeah. just looks like desperate times. Yep. And it's like... Which I is to, Dunkirk. <laughs> I so. need to get off this this land. I need to get out there, yeah. I need to get safe and you'll do what you have to do. Yeah. So take off anything that's going to weigh you down and make a swim for it. Uh, so that's the point of the crisis, guy taking off his gear. At the point of annihilation, then we get another shot of the beach and it's there's ten, a dozen bodies dead on the ground and then you just see this battalion yeah. on the beach. Yep. And it's just, again, people waiting. Yeah. This movie seems like a lot of waiting. Obviously I'm completely underselling it and like diminishing it to a very base yeah idea but at the end of the day that's what they had to do was wait for rescue yeah yeah and then and maintain the line and like maintain the line yeah survival is victory and then you get that last shot the last yep. shot of this teaser you 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 see this it's on that wall i'm sure like to me i feel like it's on that wall that we were talking about the the dike levy break or water wall thing yes and you just see a conglomeration of these allied soldiers. Yep. Mostly Brits. Mostly Brits. Based on helmet, they yeah. look mostly like Brits. But they're all allies, and they're yep. just waiting. And they're waiting. And you hear the sound of, you called it a messer? Yep. And it's you, most likely a Messerschmitt, which is the, one of the main fighter planes okay. that the Nazis would use in the Luftwaffe. So, right. Yeah. So they're all standing there, and there's this one, like, there's a few kind of down at the bottom of your screen, and the one is very prevalent, and you hear the this high-pitched scream of a of a bombing like not a it's not dropping bombs but it's starting to increase speed and it's lower it's, going its to altitude de- it's going to descend and it's going to probably rake machine guns across uh, down yeah, that line that's kind of what i figured and like everybody know anybody who has seen a war movie knows that sound just that yeah and so you hear that and you see the one guy look this one soldier and he's like what the hell is that so he has the best ears yeah basically basically <laughs> yeah so he hears it and then there's two more. We actually stopped every time. We're like, okay, so there's two more. Yep. And then there's four more soldiers. So there's one, two, seven soldiers looking. Yep. Then all of a sudden you see all the heads turn. Yeah. And then they start going down. Not shot. They start trying Dropping to take cover. Because they know what the hell is about to happen. Yep. 
and it's like a wave. Like you've you've been to everybody's been to a sporting event where they do the wave, and yep. it just the Mexican like, wave where it's you stand this and... wave of people, and it's yep. but it's the opposite. It's not people jumping up and waving. It's people hitting the deck, and it goes back. I don't know how long that that platform is. I want to say five hundred yards. Yeah. And it's 500 yards of soldiers just dropping taking and cover. falling and taking cover. And the plane... On an open seawall. On an open seawall. You've got the rough sea... Is it called a seawall? It might actually be called a seawall. <laughs> How did we not... <laughs> Dyke Levy Waterwall Breaker Seawall. That makes I sense. Probably a, I think that's a seawall. Because <laughs> it's it, that would also make sense as to why the other side is protected... Because it's a seawall preventing the sea from going directly to port, so on rougher seas you can land ships. There are people in nautical towns being like, you dumb dummies. Or they're giggling, because yeah. we just got it. <laughs> exactly. I knew that 20 minutes ago. Be proud of us. Uh... We nailed it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so they're dropping on this seawall, and then it just says Dunkirk. Yep. That's all you get. Yep. It is a teaser. So it yes. is, but we spent 25 minutes... Well, I mean, we talked about other things, but we've talked about... Well, I explained Dunkirk. Yeah. So, but yeah. We spent 15 minutes talking about the teaser. Yep. For a minute seven with something that gave us, quite honestly, very little. Yeah, but you don't... When it's a historical picture, something like this, you don't need a lot of no. detail. And, like, this isn't the first film of Dunkirk. There was one in the 50s. There okay. was a British film called Dunkirk okay. from 58. Okay. So... Cool. I mean... This is not an untold story of the war, but it's one that has not been told, especially in a film, for a long time. Well, and when I saw that there was a... Like, it was like, Christopher Nolan Dunkirk, and I was like, cool. I don't know a lot about Dunkirk, but I know enough that it was a major point in the war and a story worth telling. Yep. Just not one that I have been told often. Right. And so I'm Which less familiar with it. strange to me, I just know. because it is a Commonwealth story, as yeah. opposed to... But I mean, I think... When we focus on Commonwealth stories, it was more in World War One, where it was Vimy Ridge. I would love to see a Vimy Ridge movie, but that would have to be probably Canadian filmed. Yeah. Did you see Passchendaele? I didn't. I've heard mixed reviews. Like, yeah. It's... The war parts I've heard, and I know a bunch of people who are in it, because it was filmed in and around Calgary. Yeah. Um, I've heard that it was, the war parts were interesting, but there's so much of a love story, and it's like, uh Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the ending is off. Oh, gotcha. But I would love to see a Vimy Ridge one because of the story of Vimy. Yep. And so, like, those are the, the Commonwealth stories I heard when we got to World War II. We focused on, we, we learned less about World War II in, in my first year, or in my in my Social 12 class, and we okay. did World War One and Social 11. Gotcha. And so we focused more on the bigger picture and less on the Commonwealth uh. story. But I knew enough that Dunkirk was a thing. And I had very different high school than you did. Totally. So... Yeah. Um, to wrap things up, I know, you know, we're at 27 minutes, but I don't want to wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah. Hit me with the cast. Okay. Give me a second. Yeah. I Sorry. I kind of to... dropped that on you. When I was looking up, I wanted to make sure I had the dates of Dunkirk right. Oh, fair so enough. So I went to the Battle of Dunkirk. Gotcha. There's also been five Battle of Dunkirks, so. Oh. Interesting. It's Europe. Yeah. <laughs> There's battles everywhere all the time. Yep. Okay. I'm going to start with the one I'm sure you are the most excited about, and that is Harry Styles from One Direction. I don't want you to miss out on the Harry Styles. That is pretty sweet. <laughs> I have no idea. 
okay, there's a One Direction guy in there. I assume it's going to be a lot of British actors because it's it, well, top billing is Tom Hardy. Oh, in the cast that, listing on IMDb, so top billing might change if there is a but top billing. That but. makes perfect sense. It's Christopher Nolan, and he's British, so yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Cillian Murphy, great. Mark Rylance. Uh, I know the name. Just won the Oscar Best Supporting Actor for Bridge of Spies. Oh, right, okay. Older guy, right? Older guy, yeah. theater actor mostly. Okay. So, um, okay. He'll probably play like a commander or something. He's in BFG as well. That like, The Spielberg movie. Oh, You've okay. seen the trailers for it. Yeah. He plays, I'm pretty sure he's the giant, actually. Okay, cool. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Nice. Uh, James Darcy. Mm-hmm. You will probably recognize him because he's in a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, that guy. I like how we do this so often in Trailer Reacts, where it's just like, oh, yeah, that guy. And yeah. It's like, there's no way anyone listening can see him. <laughs> <laughs> but they can be following along. Exactly. The, the guys from podcasts that play at home game. But he's in, like, Master and Commander and Cloud oh, okay. Atlas yeah. and a whole bunch of stuff like that. Just one of those go-to British actors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miranda Nolan. She's playing a nurse. Alright. She's probably more listed here just because we know she's in it. Because right. she's in pretty much all of Christopher Nolan's stuff. Shocking. Because she's in Inception, but she's like the flight attendant. And oh, she's a okay. maid in the Dark Knight. But she's, right. So she's always in it. Right. Uh, I don't know how many. Now we're getting into probably a whole bunch of young sure. British New guys. Dudes. Yeah. But, so, I mean, even still, Kenneth Branagh, Mark Rylance, um, Tom Murphy. Hardy, Cillian Murphy. Yeah. Like, those four alone. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. I forgot his name, so I couldn't say it. But, yes, Harry Styles. Well, to be fair, though, that is that can be a selling point for some people. Is it just like, hey, Absolutely. here's this dude, and he's young, he's British. Well, and it brings in a younger market. Can, yep. Oh, Harry Styles is in a war movie? Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, that's not going to get me in? What? Watch him die in the first, like, five minutes. <laughs> it's like, ooh, okay. Because <laughs> it's a war movie, so anyone can go. Yeah, which is both the blessing and the curse of a movie like this, is you just yeah. you just don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, great cast. Great cast, great it's a concept. It's going to be great on film. Yeah, a story so. that should be told and can be told. and. Yep. I'm very much... I mean, just with this teaser alone, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I I look forward to the first trailer. Yes. Where, where people talk. Absolutely. Or maybe it'll be Christopher Nolan and no one will speak. You never it's know. It's entirely possible. Yeah. It could Regardless, I'm, I, I, I'm optimistic about this one. Because, I mean, Christopher Nolan is pretty... It's pretty safe. My least favorite of his is probably Insomnia. Yeah, and I mean, that was fairly new for him, so, like, he he hadn't really, I don't think he'd really hit his stride yet. Wasn't that after Memento? Oh, it was after Memento, but before the Batman trilogy. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, Memento. Man, Memento. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, that's, that's a great way to end, I guess. <laughs> yeah, talking about Dunkirk and then getting all fanboy about Memento, that seems like a great place mm. to end it. <laughs> You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we want to answer your questions, just like we did today, twice. 
or just have a good old chat. Want to talk to us on Twitter? Dave can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. I can be found at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys From Podcast. Email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Facebook us at The Guys From. Write it on a volleyball. Give the volleyball hair and spike it in any direction. Exactly. If you enjoy The Guys From Podcast, tell your friends, tell your family, tell strangers. Teach the name to parrots. Only you can help our podcast grow. Also, throw us a rating or review on iTunes. Anything and everything helps. We are available on pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found, including Player FM, Podbean, and Stitcher, the innovative on-demand podcast app. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Why, well, forgot that I was going to do something different, but last chance you! Apparently it's great. Sean? <laughs> Uh, on our website, theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this wonderful podcast, we also write articles on things like music, that's indie music every Tuesday, and throwback tracks every Thursday, movies, we're still doing the top 100 Simpsons episodes of all time, there are... Three? Three left? Four? Four. Four. Two left for you and two left for yeah. me after, as this podcast comes out. So, wow, and where can I find all that again? Wow, we we totally nailed that one today. Mmm, <laughs> com. Oh, yeah. Also, head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, review, and Stranger Things news needs. And it's the Olympics. Check out the Olympics. Watch some sports, if you're into sports, that you don't usually watch. I've been watching a lot of diving and swimming and even some gymnastics. Yeah, special thanks to The Sweets for our tremendous opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. Also, speaking of the Olympics, congratulations to our Canadian athletes who have thus far exceeded, exceeded our expectations at the Olympics. Uh, our female swimmers have been especially remarkable. Yeah. So, and as of our recording this, all of our medals have been female. Yep. Which all is of them. awesome. Which is awesome. So, way to go, ladies. Way to make your country proud. This has been episode 128 of the Guys From Podcast. Two more and it's another round number. Maybe I'll make up something fun for that one. (sighs) Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Taking us out this week is The Left Behinds and their song Streetlight Owl. You can check them out at theleftbehinds.ca. Remember, if you have an original song that you would like us to feature at the end of our podcast, send us an mp3 or the link to your SoundCloud along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along. We're big fans of the indie community and we want to lend our support. Our email address is guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing. It doesn't pay well. I'm shaking... No, it's still going. I'm shaking my head. It doesn't pay well. Smooth. This night has me worked into a sense of panic And can I take another 
wish I could fly like so you. That the cold is on the verge of snapping. I'll initiate this place of being. In my mind's eye, when I am watching you fly, what's the point of pushing through all of this, my friend? I've never seen you out here, but I see through the sky and it's all here. Closeness of you can let me fly through, and the rest of this night will be okay. What do you see at night from up on the street? I wish it could fly like you I wish I could fly like you